Hey, I'm Pastor Dave. Welcome to the Lighthouse. We hope the Lord speaks to you today by his word. God bless. Lord, I just, I thank you for your interest, not just interest. Lord, it goes way beyond interest. But your plans that are specific to us as individuals that you have for us. We just say thank you, Lord, for that. The, the uniqueness of who we are as we, we take a look at ourselves, each one different. And yet, for each one, you have said, this is what I have for you. This is what I would have you do. This is what I, I want to do on you. This is what I want to do through you. And so, Lord, I, I, just, I just say thank you for those, those plans and purposes, Lord. I pray today that there would be a submitting in every aspect of our life to who you are and what you want to do. Let there be that submitting to your Lordship Jesus. Lord, this morning I just pray for those that uh, may be here or online that don't know you or would be considering and hearing at this point. They don't know you as Savior and Lord Jesus. I just, I pray that there would be a surrender to you and a, a faith and a believing in you, Lord Jesus, the one that cleanses us from our sins, that died for us so that we can stand right before you because of the work you did for us on the cross. So, Lord, this morning I pray that there would be even salvation that would come to those that don't have it or a return to you for those that have been prodigal. Lord, there would be life abundant now and life eternal for each and every one. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, Greek word for you, a new word. Um, Sooner goes, sooner goes, and uh, we say, "Oh, well, that's." I wonder what that means. You will find out in a moment. Um, how many of you, just in the last maybe week or month or so, the last little while, have uh, have completed a project of some sort? Anybody? Okay, few. How many of you have projects that you are working on right now? Anybody, a project or a task that you're working on? Okay, some of you are working on projects. Is there anybody that has a task yet that is, oh, this is what I need to do, and, but I haven't started it yet. For whatever reason, maybe it's like I still have a little bit of prep work to do before I start the project, or maybe it's the whole thing of procrastination, but there's a a project that's that you should do is there anybody here that there's a project i know my there, i've got my hand up is there anybody here that has projects that they should do or tasks that they should do okay all right uh now there's some of you that did not put up your hand at all it's like seriously you guys you live a life of ease i must say and so this word sooner goes will definitely be a word that you need to grab a hold of okay um just uh in the last 
few months outside of pastoring and, and the, the things that you just do from day to day or week to week as a pastor, month to month. Um, I had two vehicles in one week that needed brakes in the front. And the timing of it, like these, the front brakes on these, both these vehicles were put on at different points, and yet in one week, they're, they're down to the, to the point where there's a grinding. And it was like, oh, man. Like, that's going to that's gonna cost a lot. And so I thought, you know what? I, I, I don't have, we don't have the money to, to spend on these different things all at once. Should, yeah, I need to save up for, for these emergencies, definitely to have the, the, the fund there. But I thought, you know what? I'm going to do this on my own. So I... I did both brakes, brake systems or brakes on, on the front, changed the rotor and pads and whatever, did it on my own. And so as I looked into the cost of, of, of this, probably saved somewhere between seven to $800 doing it by myself. I said, thank you, Lord. Yeah, it, it, it took time. It, so it took time from uh, the, the day or week, uh, even as I was working on these things. And I, I just said, but thank you, Lord. There was a saving of money because I could, I could do it with my own hands. So I accomplished the task. There's something about completing a, a job or a project to say, we did that or we were able to do that. This church... For those of you that don't know, this church used to be a flat-roofed building. The, that indent along there is where the old, or the old roof line was. It was just a flat building. For those of you that remember it being a grocery store, 90% of what was done here in this building, and a number of you were involved in the work over the different years that it took, it was done by volunteers. The work that was done at this point by volunteers, literally hundreds and thousands of man hours just for the physical structure. And it's like this was accomplished. Yeah, there was, at this point, it would have been well over a million dollars that was saved was there a sacrifice involved? Yeah. Was there time that it was necessary to do the different things? Absolutely. But it was, there was this aspect of completing the task. To complete the task. For one person to do this, we'd still be working, or that individual would still be working on it after since 1995 when we got here. We'd probably still be working on it. In fact, it would almost be, I wouldn't say it would be impossible, but so many of the tasks would, take, would have taken so much longer. We're talking from taking out the old roof or, or 
building up the, 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 the walls another six, seven feet. That was one task we called somebody in some bricklayers uh, to come in and, and to raise that. But pretty well, that was one task. Uh, maybe there was two or three tasks that we called somebody in to do it. But of the other hundred or so tasks, hundreds of tasks that were done, it was by volunteers. And I, I just say, it's amazing what you can do when you put your mind to it. When I look at the things that have been accomplished by man, I'm amazed. However, when it comes to the work that has been done on your life by the Lord, or when it's the work that is being done through you and has impacted somebody else's life, Think about it. Have you done a work to impact somebody else's life? Because of who you are in Christ, a child of God. Have you been able to touch another person's life with who you are? Sometimes not even a word spoken, but by your works, they would know. The Lord Jesus Christ. They would glorify our Father, which is in heaven. There's a witness that goes out even by who we are in our actions. And of course, by the things that we would declare to others. Have we touched somebody else's life? Sunergus. The benefits of working with God. A number of the projects that, or that break job that I did, I worked on it basically by myself. When it came to this church and the structure that it is, there were many, many people that were involved. It was teamwork. It was teamwork. We worked together. In 1 Corinthians 3, verse 9, and we're going to be looking at this verse. The benefits of working with God. It says, for we are God's fellow workers. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 9. For we are God's fellow workers. Another translation would say co-laborer. We're co-laborers with God. You are God's field. You are God's building. Let me read it again. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. So this thing of being a fellow worker, a laborer. We are laborers together with God. We are co-laborers with God. This word fellow workers or laborers is the word sunergos. And this word is actually made up of two words in the Greek. It's a compound word. So a compound word is, is, a, is one word that is built from two words. Okay, like I don't know, light bulb, light 
and bulb. That's a compound word, one word made up of two separate words. It's a compound word. Well, cernagos is a compound word made up of two different words. And we're going to get into a little bit of this, these two words. I just, before I get into it, I just want to say this. That God has something that he wants to do with you that is specific to you. God has something that he would desire that you labor together with him that is unique to you. And I recognize sometimes we, we do work as teams on a similar project that God has, has given us. But I want you to know today, because you just say, well, you know what? I, I'm, I'm, I don't think God has something for me. I want to say to you emphatically today that he absolutely does have something that he would desire you to do. And not just one thing. It might just be like, hey, you know what? I have, because of who you are and what I've given into your, your life this is what I would have you do. And it's oftentimes it is around the giftings and the talents and even the desires and passions that we have for, to do a certain thing. It is around me. So where did this come from? Why do I have a desire for this? Why do I have a passion to do certain things? I'm not talking bad things. I'm talking good things. Where is that coming from? And it's the recognition that we are made in the image of God. And even as we sang a song about the wonders of, of, of the galaxy, God is a God that creates, and God desires for us to, to do a work through us, to create and, and, and make things through us. And he's saying, I want you to come and join with me, for we are laborers together with God. It's not like God says, hey, this is what I want you to do, and you're on your own. He's saying, no, no, no. There's a work that I want you to do. I want to do that work with you. In fact, I've designed it for you. And so I'm not just sending you forth to do it, but I'm going to be with you in the doing of it. That's exciting. That is exciting. Grab a hold of this. Lord, what is it that you would still have me do at the end, in these last days? Is there a work that we do or just say, you know what? I'm, I'm doing absolutely nothing. I'm just going to wait for the Lord now. Or I've got so many different things that I need to do, and I just want to get them done before the Lord comes, comes back home or brings me home. And so we go off to do our own little thing here and there. The Lord is saying, no, no, I have tasks yet for you to do before my return, before the trumpet sounds. And Lord, what is it you would have me do? What is it you would have me do? I don't care where you've come from. I don't care your background, your education, or lack thereof. I don't care what skills you, you say, well, I have these skills, and, and, or maybe you say, I have no skills. It does not matter. The Lord has something for you, for you, that he wants to do with you. You are laboring together with him. Lord, 
I want to work together with you. All right, so let's take a look at this compound word. It has the word ergos from ergon, which has to do with work. That's the base. That's the foundational part of it. Just like I use the word light bulb. Well, you might say, well, bulb is the, the base of it, and it's a light bulb. So it creates light. The base here is this thing of work. So some of the, 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 the definition, the business, employment, that which anyone is occupied, that which one undertakes to do, enterprise, undertaking, any product, whatever, anything accomplished by hand, art, industry, or mind, an act, deed, thing done, the idea of working is emphasized in opposition to that which is less than work. There is something that is accomplished. Ergon. Now here we have soon ergos. So the ergon ergos is the root, but this thing of soon that comes before. We are not, and let me just preface the meaning or this, this prefix with another preface, and that is this. We are not just laborers, but we are laborers together with God. Or we should be laborers together with God. So we have something you would have us do. You say, what, right now? Yeah. Lord, what is it you would have me do even now? So if, if you, because I, I noticed there's a number of you that didn't put up your hand for anything that I said about a project or task or whatever. You didn't put up your hand. Lord, what is it you would have me do? You said that we should be laborers, for we are laborers together with God. Lord, what is it that you would have me do? With you. With you. Now, the word soon. Soon ergos. Soon ergos. Listen to what the word or this preposition is. The word soon is a primary preposition denoting union. It's denoting union to come together. So once again, it's just not, it's not like me saying, hey, can you go and do this? It's more, no, can you? I am coming with you to do this task. I want to do this task together with you. We are doing it together. So, Lord, what is it that you would have me do? There's, once again, the word or this preposition. A preposition is that which is attached to a word that comes before the word. It denotes union. It implies a coherence. The two who are with each other are intimately connected and goes very much further than if you're just on your own. I want to say to you at this time, to every single one of you, as a child of God, and if you're not a child of God, I'll tell you, you might say, does the Lord have something for me? Does God have something for me to do? You better believe he does. 
the very first thing is that you would be a child of God. That would be the first thing. And that there would be a work that begins in you and on you to accomplish the other things that God would have for you and to do with you. To do with you. We are not alone in the doing of the tasks or the projects or the things that God would accomplish not just on us, but through us. To me, I just find that amazing. That you, God, would have something that is unique to me. In this thing of co-laboring together, there is a complete thing of, I'm in. The Lord gives us a choice of whether I'm in or not. Can I just say this? If you read this passage from the beginning to the end, from 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1, and, and right through to verse 16 or 17, it, it was talking about division within the church. Oh, some of you, and it starts, the very, the church of Corinth was a church where there was stuff happening. They had the, the gifts of the Spirit in operation. They had, like, there was things that, that was go, were going on or could go on that was good. There's also a lot of stuff that was going on that was not good. And we can already, right from the very beginning, they're saying, hey, we're following Paul. Others were saying, no, 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 we follow Apollos. There's other, well, no, we, fo we follow Cephas or Peter. And so there's these different individuals that say, this is who I'm following. And it's not just the following. And I'll tell you, it's happening even here in our church with the different things today, the different viewpoints that people have and whatever. I follow this viewpoint. I follow this viewpoint that this person has and that person has. And it's like, that was happening 2,000 years ago in the church. And there was a division in the church because one group is going here and one group is there. One is on this philosophy. One is on this philosophy. That's why Paul says in, in the second chapter, he says, I was determined you would know nothing else but Jesus Christ and Him crucified. He says in chapter 1, he says, I didn't even baptize too many of you because I didn't want you to have things taken away from the message of the cross. So I, I baptize only a few of you because of the message of the cross is powerful. Jesus Christ and Him crucified. The, the thing of sunergos has to do with, Lord, I submit to your plans for my life. The tasks that you have for me to do, the things that you want to do through me, I say yes to it. And we have a choice. We have a choice because the work is not just done in my strength and my power, but we're talking in the power and wisdom of Almighty God. And it's built on a foundation. Paul says, I, I've, I've, I've built. This, there's a foundation that's on Jesus Christ, and there's others that would add to, to this, and you build upon it. In fact, that foundation that Paul laid 2,000 years ago was on Jesus Christ and his finished work. And he says, if you build on that foundation as good, you need to build on that foundation. And on that foundation, 
There is going to be a work done through each and every one of us. There's works done that is according to that which would be like gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and stubble. Six things are mentioned in this passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And it says that our works, the things that we do, will be tested in fire when we stand before Jesus Christ. We're not, I'm not talking about the judgment, the, white, the great white throne judgment, but I'm talking about that thing or that judgment seat, the, the bema of Christ, that will probably happen within, well, when the trumpet sounds, will happen within seven years. So if the trumpet sounded today, today, in the course of the next seven years, while we're in heaven, and the great tribulation is taking place here on this earth, we're in heaven, and one aspect will be the bema of Christ, or the judgment seat of Christ, where every single one of our works will be tested in fire of what kind they were. Gold, silver, and precious stones will go through the fire. Wood, hay, and stubble does not go through fire. It gets burnt up. There's not much left. And the Lord is saying, and I don't want to focus too much on the negative here, but rather I want to focus on the positive of what the Lord wants to do with you at this time before his coming. How much time do we have left? I don't know. But I'll tell you right now, Paul says, hey, don't you be caught up with following this man or that. And I'll tell you right now, with the way we have our, our setup with, with the internet, you could be following, and I'm sure a number of you follow different people who say, hey, I like listening to this guy, I like listening to that guy, I want to do this, I want to do that, according to what they're saying. Today, I want to say to you, you stand on the word of God. Don't you be going off on tangents and not following the word of God. And the foundation, Jesus Christ and him crucified. But there would be a work built on top of that foundation. There would be a work accomplished in and through us according to what the Lord God has designed specifically for you. They say, the things that burn up, I'll tell you, there are things, there are good things that, that I can do. Hey, I saved seven or to eight hundred dollars doing the brakes on my car. You know, it had to be done. It'd be interesting to know what kind of work was that. What kind of work was it? Me doing the brakes. Well, the one thing was it, it saved me seven to eight hundred dollars. I can use that that money for 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 good things, for the Lord. The work that we do, what kind of work is it? will it be? Is it going to be a work that will stand the test of fire? I'm not talking about salvation here. Listen, I am talking about, yes, you're saved, but what the, the, the laboring together with the Lord, is that, is that happening? Is it happening? It's a choice that we make. A few weeks back, I, I, I talked about a few things. The title of the message was Man with a Mission. It was the mission of the Lord that he accomplished what he had set out to do. But it was also the mission that the Lord would have us 
accomplish in our lives. And there are different things that, that at times would interfere with that work being accomplished. And I focused around Colossians 4, verse 17. It says, and this is the very last part of the book of Colossians that is all about the sovereignty of Christ. And that he says in verse 18, Colossians 1, 18, he says that he may have the preeminence in our lives. That he would be first, that he would be first in our lives. And it's a choice that, that we place Jesus first. He is above all, but for us, his creation that he made wonderfully and fearfully with his hands and breathed life into us, he's saying, listen, I have given you a task. I have given you things to do. It is up to you to say yes. Lord, I place you preeminent. When it comes to laboring together with somebody like yesterday, we're working on this studio. And I recognized, oh my goodness, there's people coming. And the things that I thought I was doing, I recognized there was something else that needed to be done before that. And I shot out a, a late text, like 10 o'clock in the morning, went out to a young man that responded to this text and said, I, I can't come at... Or what I have to, I can only work till around two o'clock, but I can come right now. I can come now, can work on the stuff. Now, if there was not a laboring together, no, I'm sorry. Uh, and, and, like, I was expecting possibly that, yeah, there's this person couldn't come. There was elect electrical work that needed to be done. I don't want to touch the electrical stuff. I don't know about you, but for me, that's. That's not my, my area of expertise. This individual came in ahead. We were working from one till four-ish. Came in ahead and got the electrical taken so we could do other things to set up the project that needed to be completed, the studio. And so I, I just, I said, thank you that this person was submitting to the, the call for that task to be done was huge. And it was done very quickly and efficiently because of the expertise of the individual, knowing that this person knows what they're doing. So it was done. There was a laboring together because if that wasn't done, we couldn't do the next step, which is to take out an entire floor. We got to take out a floor. Well, all the electrical that was underneath that floor needs to come out. It's a second story floor. Somebody needs to know what's going on, but there needs to be a laboring together. And the, I, I, just, I just say this, God, you say, well, does God need me? God doesn't need any of us because he can speak things into existence. But the fact that he chooses to say, I want you to labor, I want to labor together, you to labor together with me, I, we will do it together. Yes, Lord, let it be done. And we have different things that come in, like procrastination, like someone else can do it. Like, uh, okay, I'll start, but I don't finish. I, I never finish anything. I won't complete the work. Or, no, 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 I've got other things to do, and it's too much of a sacrifice. It's going to take out from my time and what I've got, and so it's not happening. So we, we, there's no commitment. There's excuses. There's justifying why I'm not doing a certain thing. And these are all things that we go do other things, and then there's a wood 
hay and stubble of our work. And it just burns up. Like, oh, man, you know what? God, I, I want to do at this point that it would come into your heart and life. God, let me do what you designed me to do. Let not the weights of this life, the concerns of this life, let not even the, the sins that so easily beset us, let me chuck those. Let me get rid of those things that slow me down. I'll tell you, oftentimes it's sin in our life and we can't do what the Lord would have us do because the sin is gripping us. I need to get rid of things in my life that are holding me back from accomplishing what God would want to do through us. I need to get rid of them. And I like what it says at the end of Colossians 4, verse 17. It says, and he says, say to Ar Archippus, one person. We're talking the last two, three verses of the entire letter, and it comes down to one person. And God is saying, listen, the ministry that I have is unique to you, even for one person. And he says, take heed. Archippus, I'm writing to you specifically, take heed to the ministry which you have received in the Lord, that you may fulfill it. Let it be accomplished in and through you. We don't know exactly who our Archippus was. Maybe he was the pastor of the church there. Or we don't know, but it doesn't matter. It was that there is a ministry that God has for Archippus, that has for you and for me. Lord, let it be done. Sooner goes. We are not doing it on our own. We will do it in the wisdom and in power and the power of God Almighty in our lives. Thank you, Lord, for anyone that's saying, well, you know what? I don't think I can do that. That's how Moses was. I don't think I can do that, Lord. I don't think I can do that. I stutter. I can't speak to Pharaoh. God was a little bit upset with Moses. Because Moses was insistent to the point where Aaron, his brother, says, God says, okay, I'll use Aaron. That was not God's plan. And God is saying, listen, it doesn't matter what your impediments or your weaknesses or your lack of this or that. God is saying, the task that I have for you, we will do it together. I say, yes. Lord, let me do the things that you would have me do in these last days because we're going to be doing it together. What an honor. You're calling me to labor together with you. So often, yeah, there's so many different things we get sidetracked with. In verse 1 Corinthians 3 verse 5 after well, he, he, he says actually let's start at one first one and I brethren could not speak to you as to spiritual people but as to carnal these were this is a church that had the gifts of the spirit in operation you can read of that in chapter 12 they had the gifts of the spirit in operation I couldn't speak to you as spiritual people but as to carnal as to babes in Christ, I fed you with milk and not with solid food. For until now you were not able to receive it. And even now you are still not able. For you are still carnal. It's like of the flesh. It's my flesh, what I want. For where there are envy, where there's envy and strife and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? For when one says, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are you not carnal? Who then is Paul? 
And who is Apollos but ministers through whom you believed? We work together with the Lord. And as the Lord gave to each one. So whether it was Paul or Apollos, but you believed and you, you came to know Jesus. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. God gave the increase. The task that we would do, God will give an increase through you to touch others for life to come. So then, neither he who plants is anything nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one. Yeah, they're working together and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. Things that you do according to your labor. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. What foundation? Jesus Christ and him crucified. But let each one take heed how he builds on the message that you grabbed a hold of that saved you. How will you build upon it? And hopefully... As, as he was a wise master builder, Paul. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. He's the foundation. And what he did for us on that cross 2,000 years ago. Now, if anyone builds on, his, on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear. For the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. You are holy. Sooner goes the work that the Lord wants to do through us. I just, I want to just talk about the last part of this verse. It says, for we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. I like what it, how the King James Version, it talks about the fact that uh, yeah, we are God's husbandry, his field, husbandry. Is, it's all about a gardener, a gardener coming in to plant specific things. I don't know about you. I, 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 I don't mind working with plants and flowers and, and to arrange things. And to, to, there's a husbandry about taking care of the different things. God desires for you. If the, in the King James Version, there is a colon. I don't know if you can put that up on the screen. There's a colon. And you've heard me say this before. The colon in the English language is like an equal sign. What is equal or is what is on one side is equal to the other. One plus one is equal to two. So what is on one side, one plus one, equal to two, they, they, they're the same. There's an outcome, but they're the same. 
So when we are co-laborers, when we begin to say, yes, Lord, I submit to you, to the work that you would have me do, there are things that will automatically, they will automatically begin to take place. If you want changes in your life, if you want things to happen in your life, become a laborer together with God, colon, you will be his field or husbandry, you will be his building. There is something, as we were working on the studio, this building of it, it's like, okay, it's, I had to ask others to say, okay, well, what, what are some things that we need to do? Or I'm not sure about this or that. Even as Pastor Joel is overseeing the, the, this whole thing, it's, he's recognizing, you know what, there's so many things that I don't know about it. So I need to find out. So there's an asking, well, what, what about this? What about that? What about this? Well, I'll tell you right now, God doesn't have to ask anybody when it comes to what he's arranged for your life. You're the field of you, who you are to plant into your life. The things that he would arrange in your life. Some of them, we, they would be things of the things that you would do, the things that you would, who, who you would spend your life with, where you would be, the, your work, all those kinds of things. God wants to arrange it. He wants to arrange the details. We say, well, these things aren't spiritual. The Lord is saying, as you labor together with me, I will work out the other things. God doesn't have to ask anybody. Well, I wonder what, oh, well, Dave, man, he's a real case, that one. So I don't know if he's going to, I don't know if I, I, I can do anything in his life. I need to see, I got to go ask somebody else because he's a really hard case. I'll tell you right now, God doesn't need to ask anybody. He knows exactly the things that he has planned for your life, even to the point of a job and how you work. I, 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 I just say, I could not have planned my life when I look back, and especially, I, I want to talk about work and finances. I could not have planned it better. And I, I look back now and I realize, as flawed and faulted and limited that I am, I can remember, Lord, yeah, I want to do different things for you. And it, it, listen, it doesn't matter how, how weak and, and, and flawed and, and what you don't have. If you are willing to say, Lord, yes to being a co-laborer with you, the Lord it will work out the things in your life. You, you might say even the bad things. Yeah, this accident that happened this last week. I don't get it. But I just say, thank you, Lord. It happened, and you're going to work something out from this. I don't know what it is, but you're going to work something out from this. Because God is a God that can do, when there's things that need to be done, they get done because God is sovereign. So we become God's field. He's going to plant things into our life because we're, we're submitted to him. We're saying yes to what he would have us do. So he will work things in, out in your life. You don't have to worry about, well, hey, how's this? What, what am I going to do? Young people, young adults, you're thinking about your job. You're thinking about your future. You're thinking about who you're going to spend your life with. I'll tell you, God works those things out in your life. 
as we are sooner ghosts, laborers together with God, he becomes the one that begins to plant in our lives different things as we surrender to the Lord and to the Holy Spirit the fruit of the Spirit begins to grow. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There are things that take place in our lives that could never have taken place in our own strength. It says, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. God is saying we have been given life in the Spirit by the Spirit of God. And he's saying, I want you to walk in the, in the spirit as well. I want you to walk your daily life, the things that you would have done Let's, yesterday. Let me just give you an example. Sooner goes. So here I am. This is how the Lord works. I recognized, oh, my goodness. Okay, if that's what we're going to do, I had to totally shift things around. And so I had to go and, and pick up some paint. And so as I, 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 I thought, well, do I go to my house first and get the stuff for painting, or do I go get the paint first? And at the last minute, I thought, no, no I'm going to go to my house. I'll get whatever I need for painting and what we need for painting. There was a group, a team, that were, we were painting. When I went there, and this is what I'm talking about, as I got home, I, I get out of my car, and I go to walk into the, my garage to get the different tools needed. And even as I'm walking out of the car, as soon as I walk out of my car, I see my neighbor who's cutting his lawn stop, stop his lawnmower and comes across to start a conversation. We were together for half an hour. I could have said, no, no, no. I got, I got places to be and things to do. I'll tell you right now, the Lord ordained that half an hour conversation. I'll tell you, we are talking. And the, the amazing thing was, I spoke to him as to a believer there's a confession of faith. And even as he would take in, he says, I'm going to share this with this other individual that is going through struggles. So it was like not just one person being impacted, but two people. Just because the Lord will coordinate things in your life. And you say, man, why is this happening? Or this seems so random. It's like, no, no, no. You be laborers together with the Lord. Things are going to happen that, that you, you realize they are of the Lord. Let it happen. Lord, I am going to be your field and I'm going to be your building. So one of the benefits on this side is the Lord taking care to plant things into your life. And not only that, is we become, it says you are God's field, you are God's building. There's this aspect, now there's this word in the Greek, building, has to do with building up. To build up. There will be a change that takes, begins to take place as you just say, I want to labor together with the Lord. This is an automatic thing. I just have to do that, and already he's going to plant things in your life, and he's going to build you up to be to be built up. It's a metaphor, as you are God's building, a metaphor of edifying or edification. The act of one who promotes another's growth in Christian wisdom, happiness, holiness, all these different things, the character of God, and it is God doing it in and on you. You don't have to conjure it up yourself. 
because you are laboring together with, with God, you become his building. The other thing, that it, is, it is a building, a thing built, an edifice. And I'll tell you right now, a building is used for hospitality. A building is used to, to bring shelter. A building will bring uh, protection from the elements and covering whatever. I'll tell you right now, when you say, Lord, I'm going to labor together with you, the Lord says, I'm going to, I'm going to allow you, I'm going to make you to be a person that will bring shelter, will bring comfort, will be a refuge to others. You become a refuge to others. Have you spoken something and you knew this was of the Lord because I'm willing to be used by the Lord and you spoke things into another person's life and it gave them life. It gave them life. Even as a field, person comes, sees the field. Psalm 34, verse 8, it says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. That they're tasting and they're seeing the goodness of the Lord in your life and they're tasting of it for themselves because of who you are. The last part of this verse, taste and see the Lord is good, blesses the man who trusts in him, in the Lord. Not just you, but the other person that, that as they taste and see that the Lord is good in your life, I want to have what you have. And there's a grabbing a hold of placing their trust in the same one that you place your trust in, which is the Lord. Blessed is that individual. This thing of a refuge, of a building. Can we stand together? Can I have the worship team come? This last song that we sang, God of wonders, the creator of all the galaxy. In this song, there's, there's more a recognition of, of the power and the might of God to create things. But as you sing this song, that there would be a thing of, Lord, do a work on me and through me. I want to labor together with you. Go ahead. Be, be the God of wonder in my life. Be the one that is able to change me and make me to be a field and a refuge, a building for others. To coordinate things in my life. Folks, the calling of the Lord, the putting into your life of things you say, I don't have time for, but you know it's of the Lord. Grab a hold of it. Say, yes, Lord. Lord, The Lord will work out the other things that we say, well, I, I, I need to do this. I need to do that. No, I'm going to grab a hold of what the Lord would have me do. The other things will all fall into place. They will fall into place. Because God is the God then that says, don't worry, I'm going to plant. You are my, my husbandry. I'm taking care of you. You are, you are going to be my house. And I'll tell you, the Lord is an amazing architect and an amazing builder and an amazing God that we serve that can do a work on us to build us up, to be a blessing to others. Because it is about being a laborer together with God to touch other people's lives, to do things that will last forever.
Hallelujah. That we would proclaim the praises of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. We are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. That there would be a praise that comes from us. This is who our God is. This is a God that I serve. That it would be declared in this, in this dark world at this time, in the darkness that is around us. Hallelujah. Lord, even as we close this service, if there's anybody here that has strayed so far, is on their own path, doing their own thing, Lord, this morning they're saying, I'm turning back to you. Lord, I pray you will begin to speak or speak to them now and continue to speak to them the things that you would have them do. Lord, others that are, are, are uh, Lord, may not even know you. Lord, they have, they, they have heard of you, but they don't know that you are the God that's, that saves Jesus. By your finished work, you, have sa you save us. And Lord, I pray that there would be a, a uh, coming to faith in you, Jesus Christ, to take care of what separates us. Lord, our sin separates us from you. And, Lord, you took care of it on the cross. There would be a confession of, of, I am a sinner. I have sinned. And, Lord, there would be a faith in you, Jesus, the one who took all our sins upon himself and died for us and rose again so that we can raise to new life in you. And, Lord, there would be a welcoming into their lives. Just, Lord, I want to be a laborer together with you. you we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, even as this... This uh, chapter continues on. It says, don't we know? Don't you know that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit? You desire to come in within us. Lord, for the unbeliever, they would say, I invite you into my life, Jesus. Let salvation come. And Lord, let there be, Lord, that this message this morning to us, before you return, that we would accomplish what you would have us accomplish within the church and outside of the church together with you, whether we're together with each other and with you in it, or whether we are single with you in the task. Lord, it's, it's unique to us either way. Lord, let the work be done through us, being laborers together with you, God, because we desire for you to begin to plant in our lives. You, we desire for you to build, make a building, Lord, that we can impact others. We just give you praise and glory this morning. You're an amazing, amazing God. That you would consider us. In Jesus' name. Hey, thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the sermon. Just want you to know you can find full live stream services on our website, lighthouseniagara.com.